Alright guys, what is up and welcome to another episode of Pobble Success. So, I'm going to delve straight into this one because like, hopefully by now you kind of know who I am and everything like that and I don't have to keep consistently repeating it. If you don't, please just go to another podcast episode and I'll probably fill you in with all, all the deets. Um, so, this week I've been thinking a lot about strength through adversity which is something that I talk well not well something that I talk a lot about but something that I also kind of like embody I have it tattooed on my leg you know like it's quite a significant uh quote I guess for me if that's how you want to put it but it's a very very big thing that's normally when things aren't going in my direction that is the first thing that I say to myself is kind of like no it's cool strength through adversity like when times get tougher you just kind of need to show up that's essentially what it means and this is something that i haven't spoken about in depth and i have spoken about briefly but i guess i just wanted to shed some light on it because it is something that i've been honestly it's been something that's occupied my mind all week um and it's it, yeah it's just one of those things that you like i think people could get a lot of value out of this if I say it right. <laughs> so, like, if you've been part of this journey for a little while, you would have known that in 2018, I, were, you know, I had an umbilical hernia that needed surgery on it because it was uncomfortable. The reason it was uncomfortable is because every time that I ate food, I would get really bad stomach pains. And it was essentially, you guys, I hope you guys know what a hernia is, but, you know, it's intestine that's out of place. Essentially, it was when food was moving through that area, it was pressing on either a nerve or something like that. It was just uncomfortable. It was a very, very small hernia. So, like, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't actually significant. Um, it was just a small hernia. They happen, you know. But normally they happen in babies, not, like, a 26, 27-year-old. <laughs> um, so I had to have surgery for that. When I discovered it, I was getting ready to do a bodybuilding show. And I was really, really happy. There is a fly in here. Um, I was really, really happy with the way that my physique looked. I was starting to look incredible. I was starting to look the best I ever had. And I think that was a very, very big turning point for me. I've always, well, since about 21, 22, I've been very, very conscious about my fitness and everything. And I've very, very much reaped the beneficial factors of it um it makes me mentally a lot more settled it makes me feel good about myself it's good for my self-confidence it's good for me as a person and obviously discovering a hernia they were like well um we kind of suggest that you don't go ham on the exercising anymore so i was like cool i won't do that um but it did also mean that I had to lower the exercise. And because I had to lower the exercise, that made me a little bit flabbier. I was, I was like dieting hard. You know, if you've ever experienced a bodybuilder's diet or a bodybuilder's way of eating, it's very, very different. And this was incredibly different. It was very um 
I was eating, you know, five, six meals a day, uh, protein shakes, dietary supplements, all these little things. And then to be told that I couldn't exercise the way that I wanted to, and I was definitely not going to be able to do the show that was going to be in September because I was hopefully going to have surgery. I think it was at the beginning, they were saying August. I was like, well, I'm going to do what I want, which consisted of a lot of pizza and a lot of junk food. And because I did that, I put on weight and I put on quite a significant amount of weight. And then when it got to the surgery, I ended up having the surgery on the 31st of October, I think it was. I think it was like, yeah, I think Halloween. Um, it was around that time. It was end of October, beginning of November and this is going to sound bad when i got to the uh consultation you know like the pre-op stuff which was in august i'm trying to remember the dates to me it's just a blur um i got there and he was a bit like he looked at me and he was kind of like i mean my mum hadn't also seen me since I was in really, really good shape. So I put on a bunch of weight and I, you know, my mum's not said this and I, I don't really think she thinks this way um, in general, but I put on a bit of weight and the way that he looked at me when he was like feeling my stomach and stuff was a bit like, you kind of need to get rid of a bit of this belly fat so it makes his job easier and so the scar is smaller. So I went on a bit of a cardio mad trip before I had the hernia surgery and it didn't really help because all I did was still eat junk food and exercise more, which is not what you're meant to do. <laughs> you're meant to like change your entire diet and exercise and stuff. And I just didn't do that at all. Um, fast forward a little bit. I've had the hernia surgery after having hernia surgery. Um, I went down a deep rabbit hole of just not being myself. Um, so when I had hernia surgery and then I stayed in Yorkshire with my mum and dad for, must have been about two weeks. Um, and I know I definitely had two weeks off work. And that entire time it was like, I was working with clients, obviously I was still trying to make a merger leak go somewhere. Um, I had to stop orders because I couldn't get to the warehouse to pack them you know i was just out of surgery so i had to shut the store for a little bit and also this is going to sound even worse i didn't trust anyone i didn't trust anyone to do my job for me i didn't trust anyone with my baby which is emergently and that was just not going to happen so i just closed the store instead so during that time i kind of like i just went into a deep rabbit hole i continued working and because people knew that I was having hernia surgery and I was sat at my computer a lot more, I did get a lot of freelance work. So this was the point where I started to make a lot more money. Um, but I wasn't happy as a person. And I think it was because someone, someone puts a scalpel into your belly, literally into your belly button. Um, it makes you blow and it makes you quite big and then you're obviously they've ripped through tissues and muscles and stuff like that and my stomach just felt really really weak you know like it felt like there was no core again and it was like 
six weeks without doing anything and then when you do st do stuff it's really light and you can't do this and you can't do that and you need to have checkups and it was horrible basically um but this is where like strength for adversity this is like the first thing with strength for adversity is that because obviously during that time mentally i was not happy but in my life and if you were watching it from a person on the outside it looked incredible i got more clients i got more money i was starting to get to a point where i could quit my job and i was sat there and i was like but i'm not happy and that was a very a very very shitty place to be because like it's this thing that you've worked for and you've educated yourself on for years, you know, so like Facebook marketing, social media managing, um, you know, just the whole, the fucking internet, you know, you've spent so much time in that and then you're just not happy. It's a horrible place to be because you get it and then you don't want it. <laughs> it sucks. Um, but I kept my head down and I kept my head down and I kept working and I kept going through. Now fast forward a little bit to June, July of 2019. I, I'm not gonna say admitted to hospital cause it wasn't really that bad. Um, but I got sent to hospital for extreme fatigue. Uh, and this was a point where my businesses were doing really, really well. Um, I had seven social media clients. I was doing photo shoots and film shoots left, right and centre. I was still working a full-time job. At this point, I had changed my job into the job that I am in now. Um, so that actually was a good thing because it gave me more time to myself. But instead of using that time wisely, I just crammed it. And I really, really pushed myself to another level. And this was a difference because I went from earning, like, we're taking away my day job. I went from earning about maybe five to seven hundred pound a month to making five grand plus a month, which is a massive step up in the space of like six months. But I had to work for that and I had to work really, really hard. And again, I don't let people help. <laughs> So, and every time it started getting difficult, I was just like, no, 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 strength for adversity. You want this. This is what, this is what you want to do. And the work was not the problem. It was the fact that I wasn't dealing with it very well. I wasn't dealing with the rest periods. I was, or I just wasn't resting at all. And that was a massive, massive difference. So yeah, that happened. And I got put on, um, some calming drugs and stuff for a little while uh had some fluids you know because your body just starts to shut down on you it's a it's a um it's a shitty experience yeah so again we've had hernia surgery six months later well was it six months later well more like eight months later eight months later you're in you you are in hospital again like another thing to point out is that this lady right here hardly ever went to hospital like i went when i was like 12 because i chopped my finger 
And then I hardly ever went to hospital. You know, like I wasn't that kid, you know, I wasn't that kid that, you know, broke loads of bones and stuff like that. It wasn't me. And then in the space of literally two years, I was in and out of hospital like it was my second residency. And it drove me insane. And um, during this period of going to A&E and having doctors look at me and they're like, look, you need to chill out. Because <laughs> the thing for me was the way that it was explained to me was it's not it's not just a, a physical thing because at the point it wasn't just a physical thing i was still about 12 kilograms over my normal weight i had hardly gone back into the gym i was only going to the gym maybe like a couple of times a week and it wasn't that it was mentally mentally i just never shut off i just i I sometimes do it now and I, it does get brought to my attention but literally I my brain will just keep going and then it shuts off and I'm asleep and that's it and then I wake up and it keeps going and then I'm asleep like the only time it shuts off is when I'm asleep and that is gonna happen I have a full-time job I have a relationship and a family and everything that I care for outside of work. I also have a photography and film business, a clothing business and a social media business and now a personal brand business. I have a lot on my platter and this, this happens and it happens a lot and people don't really want to talk about it, but it's not smart. <laughs> you know, you need to... Like, I'm all down for people being like, you need to hustle and do this and work hard and everything. And I 100% agree with that. Like, I am fucking dead serious. If you want to have a better life, if you want to do better, you need to do more than what you think you need to do. Like, I 100% agree with that. But the massive thing that you need to teach yourself is how to rest and how to recuperate and how to re-energize yourself in order to be able to perform to the level that you want to there is absolutely no point i'm saying this like clear as fucking daylight there is absolutely no point of starting up businesses and starting to push yourself out of your comfort zone if you are not feeling at least 90 percent like if you're continuously pushing yourself into the ground and it goes to 70%, 50%, 30%, 10%, you are going to end up like I did in hospital on a fluid drip thinking, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> and it's the God's honest truth. And I'm like, I had to have that conversation with myself and it fucking sucked. And in that period, I learned how to relax more. I enjoy things like walking. Walking for me is a very, a very like chilled out experience. You know, I don't like power walking. I don't like these people who go at fucking 50 miles an hour and they, you know, and they're like, I want to see how quick I can do 10 kilometers. Not like that. I just like walking. I like walking. I like taking in the scenery. You can ask my other half, Sorrel, bless her heart. I like chatting shit the entire time that I'm on the walk. I just that's how i relax and it's not for everyone you know you gotta find out what works for you so you know at this point this is like a year now and i've had i've had hernia surgery 
I've been in and out of hospital like it's a freaking job. And then I ruptured my Achilles. And I think that was the biggest one. <laughs> um, that was something else completely. So September 22nd. Yeah, September 22nd, 2019, I snapped my left Achilles playing a game of football. And I'd love to tell you an amazing story about how I was, like, beasting someone or they stepped on my ankle or I twisted it oddly. Nope, I ran forward. I'm a goalkeeper. I went to grab a loose ball, ran forward, and it snapped. When it happened, I didn't experience anything. I didn't experience any pain. Apparently, I... Well, not apparently, I knew I was there. Um, I was shaking a lot. You know when you get adrenaline shakes and you just like, your whole body shakes and you can't seem to stop it? Yeah, that's what I went through. But I had absolutely no pain. It felt like pins and needles in my foot. Nothing to do with my ankle, just in my foot. But I did realise every time I tried to put weight on it, my ankle was super unstable. And it felt... The only way I can experience it is like, if you have broken a bone before... And you know where it just, it just doesn't sit, you know, like your bone's sitting and it's just slightly off. So it just like caves. It just felt like that. And I was like, have I broken my ankle? Like, I don't know. I'm not feeling any pain. What the fuck is happening? Um, so again, I went to hospital because that's my favorite place in the world. And there was a guy opposite me who had done a similar injury and he was no joke. He was like screaming and he was in so much pain and they were giving him a lot of painkillers. And I was just like, my foot's going a bit numb um, and it feels a bit weird. So they gave me some paracetamol just to like calm that down. Um, and that's all I had. I had a little bit of paracetamol. And I sat there for nine hours waiting to be seen. And, but this guy opposite me was like, like, he was like, I've ruptured my Achilles. My life is over. Da, da, da. And I'm sat there like, I don't think I've ruptured my Achilles then. Like I asked my mum and she was like, it sounds like you might have. And I was like, oh, well, I don't think I have because I'm not in any pain. Like if I'm in, not in any pain and there's a guy across from me is like very different to me. Um, I don't, I don't think it's anything. I think I might have just like torn a muscle in my calf or something that's just made my leg unstable. And that's it. And then I went into the examination room and it was this young doctor. I wish I got her name, to be honest, because she was absolutely fantastic. She was a junior doctor. She was brand new. She got brought down to A&E because they were so busy. And I got in... You know, I hobbled my way in with some crutches and stuff. And she was like, okay, we're just going to take your boot off. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, a simple request. We're going to take my football gear off <laughs> so you can see my ankle. And we couldn't get the fucking shoe off. <laughs> just couldn't get the shoe off. So, and, and that was when some pain started to come in, when she started to like, push and pull and twist my ankle and stuff and I was like I was like nah nah mate this this hurts I'm I'm not a fan of this so 
we went to the x-ray room and I've never moved through the NHS so quickly after that moment. I got my x-ray done and then before I knew it, I was in another examination room having my entire leg from my mid, my mid thigh all the way down to my toes casted and I was sat there and I was like, can someone expl please explain to me what the fadoodle sticks is going on? Because I have no idea. Um, Cause I didn't, I, I didn't feel anything so I was like last time this happened I chopped most of my finger off you know like and I went through all the nerves so I didn't feel it but you could freaking see it you could see that this finger was off and this junior doctor was like oh um you've ruptured your Achilles and I was like shit <laughs> At this point, she's also handing me this um, little syringe with a needle on it saying you have to stab this in your stomach. And I was like, no. But I did anyway, because I had to then do it, continuously do it for a little while. Um, they were blood thinners, by the way. Um, and she was like, yeah, she was like, you've, you've snapped your Achilles. Uh, we're going to have to bandage your leg up, send you home. And you're going to get a call from a surgeon to see if we're going to reattach it. And I was like, excuse me? Like, reattach it? It's gone completely. And she was like, yeah, we... we it, it Done. And I was like, brilliant. So after that, someone telling you that you've ruptured your Achilles, which, by the way, is the biggest tendon in your body and a very, very big part of your leg function. <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, it's gone. It's done. You're finished. And I was like, great. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> so I went and saw the surgeon. This light is shit. Um, I went and saw the surgeon. And the surgeon was like, okay, cool. You've not snapped it completely. And I was like, well, thank goodness for that. They didn't want to do surgery. Because they only really do surgery on athletes now. Which I had no idea about. I, I mean, I had no idea about this injury in general. So no, they're not going to do surgery on it. They're going to do cons con uh, they're going to do conservative therapy on it. And I was like, right, okay, that's fine. They put me in this big old space boot, and um, I was told to stay off my feet as much as possible for the next six weeks. And I was like, six weeks of not being on my feet. I was like, this this is going to be hell. And I did it. You know, I had to do it. But in all in all, you know, like. I remember distinctively, and this is nothing against the NHS, because they could have said it in any any physical way possible, and I would have still taken it badly. But they turned around and they were like, look, you're, you're going to have to get used to. Please be aware that I was 27 at the time. You need to be ready. No, I just turned 28. Sorry. Um, you need to be ready to not do sports again. You're not going to play football again. You're not going to box again. You're not, probably not going to run again. And you might walk with the rest of your life with a limp. And you're probably going to suffer with that ankle every single winter. You know, when the cold sets into it. And they told me that. And if you think, over the last two, well, year, two years. Actually, to be honest, it happened in a year. I've always said two years. In a year, my entire life had been flipped upside down. And 
you know, in the whole 23 minutes that I've been talking about this, I've told you about everything bad that's happened. But funnily enough, the whole time, my businesses were doing so great. I launched hoodies, like new hoodies. I spent so much time on those hoodies. For Emerge Elite, they sold out, most of them, in half an hour. I made like seven grand in half an hour. It was insane. My social media marketing business was making me 40 plus K in a year. We hit six figures on revenue in that year. In that year, from hernia surgery to extreme fatigue to a ruptured Achilles, my businesses had never done better. And this is why I kind of wanted to talk about it because there's a lot of people this has taken me a long time to get to this point but there is a lot of people that come to me now and they go look Emily you're such an inspiration and I want to have a life just like you and I want to do exactly what you do and the first thing that comes to my mind is no you don't because that is I agree that what I have tattooed on my leg <laughs> strength for adversity is a massive reason that I have been able to do what I do a lot of people do not want what I have gone through and that is not that is not a pity party for me you know like I don't want people to th think of it that way but you don't want it the way that I got it you just don't because like I don't want it the way that I got it you know like I really hope that this is the end you know like for at least a little while <laughs> you know I hope I don't have to go through much more shit uh per se but you know this this is the thing and I think strength for adversity is such a massive factor in a lot of things especially when it comes to business um because I essentially spent most of the year not being able to move you know like now I am able to and I've lost five kilograms in in about six weeks I'm getting my fitness back together I'm allowed to go to the gym again I'm allowed to use my Achilles again and to be honest after the NHS saying that I wasn't going to be able to do anything I am now running okay not with all of my own body weight I am doing it on a special machine but I'm running, I'm squatting, I am able to spring off that leg. You know, there's a lot of things that people told me that I wasn't going to be able to do because of my injury and I can now do it. And that is why strength through adversity is a massive thing because essentially what has happened throughout this entire time is people have told me that I, I wouldn't be able to do it and I found a way to be able to do it. Have I had to make a lot of sacrifices for that? Of course I have. You know, I have to, I am very, very aware now that my ankle is probably going to need consistent treatment probably for the rest of my life. And it is going to get harder when I get older. And I'm aware of that. And I'm aware that I have to change my lifestyle ever so slightly to, to adapt to it. I mean, it is a life changing experience. My, my hernia site, the, there is a potential that I can go and get that again. Um, the way that I work, there is a chance that I can get extreme fatigue again. I would not be surprised if that one happened. Um, and with my Achilles, I, that is a life-changing injury. I have to live with that now. You know, I have to live with the fact that sometimes I'm standing on my feet and there is such a bad burning sensation through my foot that I have to sit down. That is really, really difficult to do when your job and it kind of like needs you to be on your feet. Um, so it's 
it's just one of those things. I've said it before. Don't believe everything that you put on social media because for my businesses in the last year, 18 months have been incredible. Insane, actually. I mean, COVID has fucked that all up now. But, you know, I never thought that my businesses would get to that stage. But I also never thought that my life would change as much as it had. It's like even discussing it with my other half and stuff. When she met me, it was... <sighs> I trained three times a day you know like I boxed I ran I was doing the bodybuilding you know like I power lifted I did so many things and then now now I'm just I'm just Emily who's just trying to get her life back onto its feet and try and get fit and healthy again and it you know it's not it's not easy I mean it's not it's not meant to be easy at the same point like but if I am anything to go off, is that strength for adversity is one of the biggest quotes in my life. And it is for that reason, especially over 2000 and well, yeah, end of 2018 to end of 2019, 100%. Now, that was a very, very big, big year for me. And I hope that you've been able to learn a little bit more and get my insight on it. And also just believe that that you can do a lot of things like I'm here you know you've probably heard it a lot with COVID going on and stuff everyone's a bit like oh well I don't know I don't know if I can do that anymore because of COVID I went from doing photo shoots and film shoots which require you to be on your feet every I mean I was doing it about two nights a week and every weekend and then I went to nothing, but I was still able to make a bunch of money. And you you can do it. I promise you, you can do it. Um, it's amazing what we can do. Um, but I do think it's because of things like that. It's because of your attitude and your resilience and your strength through adversity. Anyway, I'm going to go. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please comment below. And let me know. <laughs> and I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.